Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. From Studio 6B on a Monday on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emrani's going to have sports. Mr. Nolan, how was your weekend? It was great. Good time. Beer, Buffalo Wings, football. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> Rick Delgado, how are you? How are you? Uh, things are good. Thank you. Rick Emrani. We're loaded, loaded with sports, Big D. A lot of games. Football tonight, Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals. Good okay. stuff. So the Dallas Cowboys is your team. Uh, yeah. And they're playing while we're on the show. Yep. So your mood is obviously going to swing, <laughs> I'm assuming, with how the Cowboys are doing or not doing. Well, I'm going to try to focus on Studio 6B, and then okay. on the side I'll watch. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, my weekend was good. Thanks for asking. I was looking. Um, <laughs> I tried to. We didn't talk over I'm always looking to, you know, by the time we get to the weekends, I'm always looking for quiet, rest, relaxation, be by myself. I was looking for a Biden rally to go to, and I just couldn't find one anywhere. <laughs> um, but anyways. Yeah, but he's going to win in a landslide. Well, yeah, he's going to win in a landslide, and we're not going to see him. <laughs> we're not going to see him till Thursday night now. So, by the way, I think, um, I think CNN analyst Jeffrey Tubin missed, Uh, kind of mistook the word Zoom and what to do on Zoom. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't Zoom into your – you're not supposed to Zoom into your genitals, I right. think, on the on the Zoom calls. But we'll get to that later well, as well. I'm just glad he's the guy out there, the watchdog of the media, the guardian of good taste. Yeah. I'm just glad we have a guy like that, you know, looking out for the people. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about it. When you, when you have to say who had a worse day, Hunter Biden or, or, or Jeffrey Tubin, you know how bad of a day it's been for him. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into that as well. So Joe Biden's called a lid. <laughs> On the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. On the rest of it. Well, at least till Thursday night. Until the big, oh, uh, until the big debate. Now, and, now uh, was was he out over the weekend as well, or was he was he kind of you know not out there? Well, you know he was out there. Cut nine G. Yeah. After all this stuff broke, he was out there, and you would figure, um, kind of like the guy who caught him at the airport from CBS, probably a guy who's going to vote for him. I'd just like to let Mr. Biden know, and Biden, of course, attacks him, 
savagism, basically. Ah, oh, you always ask questions. And right up your alley. Smear campaign. I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> of course, if Trump did that, it would be every headline, every news cycle. This guy, he attacks reporters. Biden does it. Crickets. I thought he was going to attack the guy who asked him what flavor ice cream you got. Yeah. What do you so mean by what, that? How dare you? <laughs> so that's what I'm leading to here. So Biden gets out. Cameras finally catch him this weekend after all the news. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cut nine, G. Roll that. Here we go. Yeah. That's some rally, though. Yeah. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? Okay, so there you go. That's <laughs> what you got. What kind of topping? Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? Can I have a lick? I like to point out that I don't think anyone has noticed. I believe he says we got one male and one vanilla. What's male? Crazy. Roll that again, G. Just listen to what he says when he answers this. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? We got one vanilla, one chocolate, but I wanted to get a what we call black and white, but we're gonna move it in another one. One male, one yep. van, one chocolate. He said one vanilla. Is that what he yeah, said? It, sa- yeah. it sounded like just I, like I he turned vanilla, vanilla, a three-syllable word, yeah. into a one-syllable grunt. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was the only question we got from the media to Joe Biden. Hey, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what's the flavor did you get? That's the hard-hitting journalism that <laughs> Tom Brokaw would be proud of. Well, I don't know about Tom Brokaw. He probably would have asked him, you know, did you get an extra large or a small? Um, <laughs> did you get a shot of scotch in there? Right. But to be scotch. serious, so the, you, we have this uh, Democratic front group, also known as the Presidential Debate Commission, and they come out today. And they say, well, well, we're going to we're changing the topics for Thursday night and we're not going to include any foreign policy. Now, think about this for a second. (laughs) What? (laughs) That is so convenient. Yes. How convenient. I mean, I mean, it's literally now at this point, this is this is like a Democratic front group. Right. I mean, there's no other way to call it. This is this is what it is. Why don't they just just say, you know, what? we're changing these questions. We're only going to be asking Mr. Trump questions. Yeah, well, actually, they're also, in other news related to this, they're also changing the balloting. They're only going to put Biden and Biden. So the red ticket will now be Biden. This way they can really uh, ensure their votes. So we're not going to include any foreign policy questions. (laughs) So I guess we're not going to ask Joe anything about foreign policy because they know the president would say, well, how can you do that when you're bought off by China? Well, how can you do that when you're bought off by Ukraine? How can you do that in this? Oh, I'm the. What has the president done? Oh, I moved the embassy to Jerusalem. I'm creating peace. I'm making deals. All everything the president could lay out. Fine, he can go after Biden. But even on the president's behalf, think of the story he can tell. Foreign policy. He's been tough on China. He's been tough on Russia. He's made peace in the Middle East. He has other nations that are going to come on board that he's talked about. Everything he's done with the. with Israel and all of these deals. He can't talk about any of it now because they've decided they don't want to. They're all way. Well, you know what? We're going to change the uh, topics for Thursday night. This is on month today. I mean, where does it end with this? Stack in the deck. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. It never ends. 
And clearly this is, this is just to get away from, from the president every 30 seconds being able to say, well, well, Joe, how do you think you're going to be tough on China when they have your son's um, laptop and they have all the same pictures in the movies that Rudy has and the FBI has, we think, and um, how do you think you're going to be tough on them when they're going to call you and say, hey, if you don't want us to put this uh, out for the world to see, you're not going to do anything? How is that going to happen? That's what they want to avoid. I mean, right? Blackmail yeah. is the greatest form of currency in global politics. No better. I mean, you have the presidential debate committee trying to protect the Democratic candidate from his own damn record. That's what's going on here. They're trying to protect him from his own record and from being hammered, rightly so, on what's going on. You want to run for the highest office in the land and your son and you are compromised. How is that not a national security issue? How is that not a foreign policy issue? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, his whole family is a national security risk because we don't know now what they have on the rest of the family. We know his brother does deals overseas and who knows how he got those deals. Um, so yeah, you got, you got every country probably going, please Joe win because then we own you guys again. So the media in unison lockstep today and all weekend, of course, is now disinformation. All we're hearing now is it's Russian disinformation. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And the lemmings on the left are fully convinced and they are completely brainwashed and there's no reasoning with them at all. Well, whether they're convinced or not is, is probably debatable. Maybe not. But mm. it doesn't matter because they walk in lockstep either way. Even if they, even if in the privacy of their own thoughts, they say, "Man, this uh, it, they'll never." It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they won't it say goes, it out loud. Right, and that goes for all the anchors on TV as well, and on radio, on left wing. Although there's there's barely any listeners for any of that. But as far as the hosts go, they're all in lockstep, no matter what they think. It's because it's it's what does everybody think? It's all group think. As long as we're all together, then it doesn't really matter. What, what, what does the New York Times say? What, what, do they, what, what does CNN say? That's what I'll say. So here's my question on the disinformation, because here's the question. Has Joe Biden, has Hunter Biden, or has any representative from Biden's campaign, any of their spokesmen, where's T.J. Jucklow? Where's um, this girl who got embarrassed <laughs> on Fox? I mean, I've told you this for months. His people are so bad at this, it's scary. Have any of them denied the authenticity of these emails? That's my question. Five days now, has there been any official? I tweeted this out, and I don't think people understood it. When Bill Clinton got accused, even though he was lying and got caught, what did he do? He ran to the first camera he could find. He looked in that camera, and he said, let me tell you this. I did not do this. He flatly denied it. Right. None of them, not Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden, not any representative, not anybody has come out from their side and said, this is not his computer. Those are not his emails. He did not send them. He did not receive them. Nothing about this should be attached to the Biden name. It's all false. We have not heard that even remotely from anybody on their side, have we? No, it, it's all been attack the messenger. Rudy's being used by the Russians. You know, it's it's all Russian disinformation. Somehow they got a they got a computer, they got a laptop, and dropped it off to have it fixed in Delaware, uh, and signed Hunter Biden's name to it, and had his picture and all his emails on it. But it's not his. That's what we're hearing. <laughs> so cut eleven. Here's a little bit of what's um what you're hearing. 
Let's go to uh, MSNBC and um, Andrea Mitchell. Let's roll that, G. But the whole lock them up, uh, false conspiracy theories against the <laughs> Bidens really is stunning. Okay, so stop. I mean, so an- how, talk- how does it, has Andrea Mitchell done any reporting? Has she sent anybody out to um, ask the campaign? Has she done any journalism? Have any of her people, her team gone out and actually tried to do any stories? Uh, do what, what, what's his name from Fox didn't go out and actually find the damn receipt that the guy signed when he dropped off. Have they done any investigative reporting at all for Andrea Mitchell to know it's conspiracy theories or is she just listening to Adam Schiff? Is that all she's doing? And then sit, sitting to these three uh, clapping seals sitting there. Yes, Andrea, whatever you say, Andrea, dangerous, Andrea. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, you're right, Andrea. The three of them here nodding along. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And is this as much energy she brings, or is this just because she's just worn out from this? Like, how am I? How am I supposed to sell this? No, no, she's. This is. This is just left wing uh, crackpot act that she does all the time. All right. Continue, G. Talking about the economy and making false claims about that, but you know, blame it on COVID. He could be talking about a Supreme Court nominee who is popular with his base, and what they've done with the courts. Yet he's going after. You know, these Rudy Giuliani created, you know, false oh, Rudy plots. Ju- Stop it. Rudy Giuliani, now- <laughs> Rudy Giuliani created, ladies and gentlemen. So Rudy Giuliani got the computer wet. Com- uh, Rudy Giuliani brought it to the guy who fixes computer. Let's follow Andrea. It's very simple. Brought the computer to the guy who fixes it, dropped it off, signed Hunter Biden's name on April 19th to drop it off. He signed Hunter Biden's name and he left. And then he forgot about it. That's right. Then the FBI showed up. Yep. And the FBI signed for it. Listening up, Andrea. This is very difficult. Rudy Giuliani did all of this, according to Andrea Mitchell. And not just that, D. He wrote all 26,000 emails from all parties included. He wrote every one of those emails. Well, yeah, the Russians hacked the computer while it was sitting there to get fixed, and they just put them on there and they just placed them all on there and just made it look perfect. Yeah, actually Rudy also uh picked up Hunter, uh picked him up off the street after he bought some crack with him and dropped him off, you know, brought him to the place so he could bring the computer in. Right. And then Rudy called his attorney, right. Hunter's attorney and said, "Hey, why don't you call the place and ask for yeah. it back?" Yep. That it, this would be good time to do that. That's what we're supposed to believe according to Andrew Mitchell. We'll do a lot more on this. And little Shifty, holy shift. We'll talk about him as well. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B, just getting started on a Monday. Glad you're in. Holy cow. This normal people talking about the issues the way the american people talk about them around their dinner table i think that's why people like the show we don't take ourselves too seriously we give them news opinion sports comedy entertainment music but most of all we try to give them love of country faith and family every night we think political news is a big tent come on in live from studio 6b 8 to 10 weeknights you might like it yeah, you might like it, and then you might think it sucks. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights right here at Real America's Voice. Glad you're in tonight on a Monday, busy Monday. Uh, we spent, uh, well, let's talk some more to Andrea Mitchell. Andrea. 
over there at MSNBC. It's disinformation, you know. I've been talking to Adam Schiff, and he told me the Russians did it. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. So let's talk a little bit about this. Because um, this, see, this is what Adam Schiff and people like Adam Schiff do. They will run to Andrea Mitchell, and they will run to Chris Cuomo, and they will run to Joy Reid, and they will run to anybody they can on MSNBC and CNN, and they will spout off publicly like they have in the last couple of days. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. It's clearly Putin. It's clearly, you know, they clearly want Trump to win because Trump can't stand up to him and all this nonsense. And they will go out and talk about this and talk about how it's Russian. Dis- they have they have no intelligence, by the way, none. He doesn't he he doesn't oversee DNI. John Radcliffe oversees DNI. 17 intelligence agencies. He doesn't oversee it. He has no information for it. He hasn't been briefed on it, but he doesn't care. He runs to Andrea Mitchell or he'll run to uh, one of those crackpots on CNN who will sit there and stare at the camera while he just blah, 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 and, and they never say anything. But meanwhile, when Adam Schiff goes into session or has to be deposed or goes under oath while in the House, this is what they did through the whole Russia thing. They talk very, very, very differently behind closed doors when they're not in front of the CNN cameras. They say different things. They don't say that. They talk like normal people would talk. Well, we well, don't know what it is. We don't, they'll talk on what the information is that they have. But they'll run to CNN and MSNBC and scream Russian disinformation. Whatever, it's Putin. Rudy Giuliani is a Russian asset. They'll do all of that because here's what the hosts do while they're saying that. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> You're right. Sounds good, Adam. Wow. You, sitting in front of your fireplace there. You look so nice. So they run to these outlets because they can. They don't even have to run to these outlets. These lapdogs come running to them with with their little bowl out. Can we have more BS, sir? Yes, anything you can leak to us, Adam, today. If not, come on and just say it's Russian disinformation. We'll let it go. So John Radcliffe, who's actually in charge of the intel, who actually knows what's going on, went on um, with Maria Bartiromo this morning, and she flat-asked him, is this Russian disinformation? Here's what he said. Roll it, G. So, Maria, it's funny that uh, some of the people that complain the most about uh, intelligence being politicized are the ones politicizing intelligence. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, it is Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence uh, Committee, who, uh, as you pointed out on Friday, said that the intelligence community believes that Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on it are, are part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Let me be clear, the intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Okay, stop it it's there simply for a second. Not- so we have not shared any information with Chairman Schiff that this is anything having to do with Russia. We haven't shared. This is the guy who would know. This is the guy who knows a lot more than Adam Schiff, a lot more than any of us. He says we have not shared any such information with this lion weasel Schiff. And so he's doing what he did throughout the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. He's lying to you. He's going to CNN and any camera he can find, and he's lying. And we call it the wrap-up smear. Because that's what he can do. And no one pushes back against him. Go ahead. 
true. And this is exactly what I said I would stop when I became the director of national intelligence, and that's people using the intelligence community to leverage some political narrative. And in this case, apparently Chairman Schiff wants anything against his preferred political candidate to be deemed as not real and is using the intelligence community or attempting to use the intelligence community to say there's nothing to see here. Um, don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, and I think it's clear that the American people know that. The intelligence community has not been involved with Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden is a U.S. person, and he would be subject to any investigation regarding fraud or corruption would be uh, rightfully the jurisdiction of the FBI. So the FBI has had possession of this. What I can say, without commenting on any investigation that they may have into corruption or fraud, is to say that their investigation does not center around Russian disinformation, and the intelligence community is playing no role with respect to that. So there you go. That's the guy who knows. Hmm. That's the guy who's seen all the evidence, who knows what's going on. And he says, no, this is not part of Russia disinformation. Now, this will not stop Adam Schiff from going to Andrea Mitchell every day at four o'clock or whoever. But that's what the truth is. For those of you following along, it's not part of any Russian disinformation. And here's also how we know the FBI has had this laptop since 2019. Gee, do you have the receipt? That we know he when he dropped it off. I've, okay, so this is from um, Mike Emanuel, I believe at Fox, was able to get a hold of this. So this is Hunter Biden dropping it off and signing for it. And I believe it's um, dated April 19th. Data recovery from MacBook Pro, attempted data recovery uh, from MacBook Pro, recovered data to store server and contact customer when complete. So the story, of course, April 12th, 2019. So... There's another document which I saw, which I couldn't find a copy of online, that shows the FBI when they came and picked this up. And of course, the store owner claims that he contacted the FBI because he there was a certain amount of days that if Hunter Biden didn't pick up this email, you basically give up possession. Right. And the I, I store believe owner, it was 90 days. Okay. So he didn't pick it up. So the store owner went through it and obviously was con very concerned with what he saw. So the FBI came and picked it up. Now, there's some reports that the guy says, you know, I'm a little worried about this. The Bidens are pretty powerful around here. And the guy says the FBI said to him, well, don't worry. Just keep your mouth shut. Nothing will happen. Now, that is, number one, concerning on many levels, depending on what the guy meant. I'm not going to try to speculate on what the FBI agent meant or agents meant. But supposedly, that's what they said to him. Keep your mouth shut. Nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. But the FBI's had this laptop, and they've continued to hold the laptop. So think about this. They didn't give it back. They didn't try to contact Hunter Biden or his people and give it back to them. They're not denying this report that they have it. So we don't know what they've been doing with it. We know that they didn't try to use it during impeachment at all or turn it over to the Department of Justice, I guess, and say, hey, you know, this might play into what's going on right now. You might want to look at this. Well, yeah, I mean, that could have been exculpatory, uh, exculpatory evidence for the president. So the impeachment probably would have been stopped. It could have been. But once again, I go back to what I said before I played the clips. No one has denied the substance of any of this hard drive. Not anyone from the Biden campaign. As a matter of fact, I don't have time to play it now. 
But uh, Leland Vitter, who I'm really on most days not a huge fan of because he <laughs> never lets the guest talk ever on weekends on Fox. He's got the nice hair. Woo, Leland. So, um, but he did a fantastic job with this girl, Jenna Arnold, on the weekend, pushing her and pushing her and doing what is supposed to be done when you have a guest who's lying. That's right, lying to you on air. He pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and said, no, Jenna, you're not answering the question. And, and lot, I don't know why people have not spoke about this moment, but he actually gets her to say at the end of it, and I've heard no one talk about this, that she actually says to him, no, I think that's right. No one from our side has said that this is inauthentic. I wish you had that clip. <laughs> I do have it, but I don't have time to play it. Well, we'll, we'll play, play, we'll play it after this it. break. It's yeah. a stunning moment that I hear no one talking about. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know because it was such back and forth. They missed it. But I'm going to play it for you. Suppression. Andrea Mitchell. Tune in, Andrea. You can see it for yourself. All right, live from Studio 6B. Just getting started. Glad you're in. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. I want to remind you, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, our first hour, we're actually going to be preempted because uh, America's Voice is running a great special on honoring police departments with Eric Greitens, former governor, I believe, of Missouri. I hope I have that right. And he's going to be doing a show on Real America's Voice. I believe it debuts tomorrow as well. And he's going to be doing a, a special show with the Tunnels to Towers guys, I believe. Mm. And another group, Heritage, not Heritage Foundation, Heritage Action. You can look it up. Uh, but they're going to be doing an hour special honoring police all around this country. I played the promo for you last week. That's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Our, usually where it's our first hour. We'll still be live on social media. And then we'll be live at 9 o'clock when that ends. But that's going to be great. And make sure you tune into that and then come check us out at, at 9 o'clock. But um, so when we went to break, we're talking about Hunter Biden, the laptop, the FBI. They've been holding it. What's on it? Why, have, why would the FBI be sitting on this laptop for so long, not turn it over? We, would never, we didn't hear about this. If this hadn't all gone down, would we ever know this? We don't know any of the answers to those questions yet. So Wayne Allen Root, who I believe used to have a TV show, he was on Newsmax for quite a while. At some point, yes, for a while. He's, I, th- I believe he does a radio, national radio show now. Um, he's very well known. I believe he knows the president fairly well, I believe. Is he um, a Columbia grad? I don't know, but he was big in the sports. He's been big in the sports business, handicapping business, Vegas, sports gambling. He claimed that he went to school with Obama at the same time, and he said, I, uh, no one I know knows him. So he might oh, be out there guy? a little. Okay. okay, he very well might. But he, So he tweeted on this Hunter Biden thing. You have that tweet, G, put it back up. So here, he tweeted this today. And this is a little 
It's a little aggressive for my my taste. And I don't know that you can just put this out. My sources who actually watch videos and images on Hunter Biden's laptop said it was, no, that's the wrong one. Um, his first one said, my sources, as high up as it gets. And when you lead like that and say it's high, you got to, I think you almost have to be able to name who it is at this point. Well, if you're going to go with this tweet, my opinion, he says, my source is as high up as it gets watched videos on Hunter's laptop today. Just told me point blank, no rumor. They saw Hunter Biden raping and torturing little Chinese children. Chinese government has the same videos. Biden is compromised, blackmailed, can never be president. Now, I don't know. This tweet to me is just a little strong, maybe a little over the line without any other proof other than just claiming that people you know. I mean, this that, is like that what is we get so at- bold. It's so bold. Either he knows something or he's crazy. Right. You, you can ruin na- your career you, with a tweet like that. Right. You have to be able to name who it is, or you have to get more than just some guy I know who's high up, high as up it gets. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, I, and I don't know that there's a lot of people listening to Wayne Allen Root's opinion on this stuff, but and I mean, I know he's got a pretty good following, but I mean, that seems crazy to me without any backup. But we have been talking about Glenn Maxwell and the Epstein Island and all the connections and how many people have been in and out and so many, so many rumors about the pedophilia. And we've seen how many arrests in the last three years while Trump's there. I mean, we've seen rings of these pedophilia uh, you know, and human trafficking, you know, uh, cartels just being obliterated. So you just wonder where all these leads coming from. How are they, you know, taking them all down? Why is it happening now? I, I don't know, man. There's so many moving parts here. There's so much corruption for so long. Uh, it's just brutal to even talk about. So I still think when you think about the FBI having this, Whatever's on there, obviously the FBI, I'm sure, has done a better job going through it than Rudy Giuliani, who says he's only been about 25% through it because it's him and his attorney. The FBI, I would think, is probably taking the thing apart. You would figure with a team of people. And you would figure at this point, the question really is, remember something. This is about Joe Biden. It's not about Hunter Biden. The story here is Joe Biden. If it was just Hunter Biden, no one would give a damn. We all say the kid needs help. We hope he gets help. God bless them. Go get help. And uh, let's let's hope this kind of what we just talked about in the tweet didn't happen, or he obviously should go to jail for the rest of his life. Right. But the FBI would handle that. But this story is about Joe Biden and whether he sold access to his office for his son and his brother. And if there's emails on there that show that, to me, that's where the FBI has to be going. They have to be looking into this, digging into these emails, and see what the deep dive shows. Is it his brother? Is it Hunter and is it Joe's brother? Were they selling access to Joe when he was in office? Because that's a very troubling. Joe, open up your books. Let's see where all the money came from. Let's see the deposits in and out. Let's see the out of your son's and your brother's accounts. I mean, there's got to be a paper trail somewhere. It's a lot of money Mr. Biden is worth. I I mean, the big guy. If they're right, if that's true and he's the big guy and they're selling he's access the to guy. him and to he's his office guy. and then getting paid for it and then they're holding 10% for the big guy, that is almost, I dare say that is a scandal of such epic proportion that it might be bigger than the scandal of spying on, I don't know, of Listen, spying on Trump's campaign. Why do you know. think they're, that they're the, both pretty big? I mean, and they're both coming from the same administration. 
which just baffles a mind that you could have it so corrupt that they would not only attack another um, another campaign from the opposite party, but also they're so deep into the whole money laundering through, okay, you're going to take the money from me, you're going to hold it over here, we'll switch this. Hey, you know what, have this uh, Chinese businessman open up an account, let's go shopping, you know, that kind of stuff. It, uh, like, like Paul just said, there has to be a paper trail. Are there other people involved? Remember oh, this. Oh, God, yes. We know... We know the State Department warned the White House. We know George Kent went, I believe that was his name, or somebody was warned. Joe Biden was approached directly from somebody and said, I believe his name was George Kent. He was a a State Department official, Department career official there, I believe. He said to him, listen, you better tell your son that what he's doing is creating problems. His name has been around a lot of this. And they were very uncomfortable on how Hunter Biden was doing business and how he was on these boards of these foreign uh, companies. And clearly they they suspected then he was selling access to his father. And they approached him. Now, who else did they approach? Was there anyone else in the White House that was told about this? Uh, Hillary. I mean, all that whole gang, that whole gang. I shouldn't see that in the White House, but that whole gang. They're I, a mafia. We asked John Solomon about this, and we talked about this, that clearly concerns were raised directly to Joe Biden at the time, and I don't know who else, to say your son is getting in the way of diplomacy in the region, and we have big concerns of him being on all these boards and what he's doing and the perception of what that all looks like. And those concerns clearly were ignored. And now we know why the, the impeachment thing went into overdrive. Because this is exactly what Trump had asked the new president of the Ukraine about, was to look into some of these shady deals, these, you know, things that that were going on between uh, Hunter and Joe Biden over in the Ukraine. And guaranteed, those deep state players that were sitting there hearing this going, "Uh uh-oh, red flag, because they all knew about it. They all knew what was going on. The Treasury Department was flagging transactions. Think about that. Going, uh, Hello? So as this picture gets clear, and isn't it amazing to watch people like Andrea Mitchell and all these Washington insiders that you're hearing over these last couple of days going, well, I heard people on TV. Well, you know, there's really nothing illegal about this. This is before we found out about the big guy thing. It's like all this corruption and all these Washington insiders just play it off as it's what's just, you know, it's just kind of what happens here. Eh, what can you do? Meanwhile, the American people from the outside going, what? What? All right, so here's Jenna Arnold. This is what I told you about. I'm with Leland Vitter. Here's how this went. Go ahead. It's real simple. You say it's unconfirmed. Tell us what parts are not true. I mean, Hunter Go. Biden knows what emails he has and hasn't sent. Are you saying in the campaign saying that these emails now aren't listen his? listen to how terrible she is at this. It's unclear to me. I would say that what's so important right now from both the American citizen and the media, yourself included, Leland, is to continue to ask clarifying oh, questions about this, why the FBI is investigating. But it's imperative to note that the NSA told them that Giuliani was being played by these emails. But, but, but again, again, Jenna, Jenna, the easiest, Jenna, Jenna, the easiest thing in the world to do, stop with all the obfuscation. The easiest thing in the world to do would be to say these aren't Hunter Biden's emails. Nobody including Hunter Biden and including the campaign, has said it. Listen to the one time Joe Biden was asked about this. 
I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. Right up your alley. Those are the questions you always ask. Noteworthy, that was a CBS reporter who was able to get that question in the one time that Joe Biden was available. Just hold a second. Just, look, look at her body language, first of oh, all. Yeah. She's like hyperventilating <laughs> yeah. on screen almost. <laughs> Leland, listen to me. Go ahead. Jenna, let me ask Jenna. I'm going to ask the question, then you can respond. The question is this. Uh, I thought that demonizing the media was a threat to our democracy. Every time President Trump attacks the media, Democrats and yourself included, can't wait Bingo. to yell about that. Don't the American people deserve something better than the vice, former vice president attacking the person who asks a legitimate question? Well, I don't know if he attacked the person. I think he just said it was fake news. I'm sitting uh, I, here I he said, though, saying it's, to you. It's, right up, it's another smear campaign right up your alley. Those are the questions you always ask. Uh, that kind of sounds like an attack to me. That doesn't strike me as an attack. I'm sure you can find okay. some other. I'm sure you can find some other statements on behalf of the campaign that are specifically an attack, like what your other guests just said. Listen. That having conversations and working with the Chinese government is the same thing with working with the Nazi Party. Like compare apples to apples Whoa. for me on that. Uh. Okay, the, the Chinese Communist Party has concentration camps. Uh, it was Joe Biden who was over trying to do business with the Chinese and brought Hunter Biden along with him Leland. to introduce him around. Uh, and there's video of that. Uh, you don't, you, you think, who, who, you think, who, 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 okay, so. So we've just lost 200,000 Americans oh, yeah. oh, because, of, uh, because of a <laughs> pandemic that. that was poorly controlled. So if you want to talk about the loss of life because of bad leadership, let's have that conversation. Um, I'm that so confused. So it, bad. It, what's interesting is, is I feel like you still haven't answered the fundamental question, which is, can anyone say that these emails are inauthentic? And so far, I haven't heard anybody say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think anybody's saying okay, they so, are so let me, Jenna, let me ask you about, let me, let me turn Leland, it around. Let me, ask, let me do this. And hold on. Let me ask it like this. One of the. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> wow. the moment right there. Yeah. Oh, that's the let moment. talk right there. She was spilling the beans. That's it. I think that's fair. She says to him, rewind that a little bit, G. I think that's fair. She says, I don't think anyone has said that they're inauthentic. That's Can the anyone moment. say that these emails are inauthentic? And so far, I haven't heard anybody say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think anybody's saying okay, they so, are so inauthentic. Let me, Jenna, or, let me ask you about. Let me let me turn Leland, it around. Let me, let me do this. I don't think anyone's saying they're inauthentic. So, isn't that an admission right there? Sounds like one. Yes, uh, call me crazy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hello. I know what they. I know what an. I mean, that's pretty much sounds like it right there. Hey, libtards, your boy is nailed. I think that's fair, Leland. She must have been thinking. Oh, <laughs> Christmas. Want, what did I just say? You want a milkshake? She was hyperventilating. She couldn't keep it together. Good for Leland. Bravo, Leland. Yeah. <laughs> We're just normal people talking about the issues, the way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. 
right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Of course, if you're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, wherever you are, make sure you like, follow, get notified when we go live each and every night, weeknights 8 to 10. Glad you're in. Make sure you like and follow the show. Make sure you share the show. Comment. We love to go through the comments. This is a great audience, man. Live from Studio 6P audience. Funny, smart, engaged. Loyal. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. And it just keeps getting bigger. Patriots, baby. You're all patriots. We love yeah, you. And, yes. and a few of them are a bit strange, which makes it even more fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it does. It fits the show. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, you were talking about those new shirts. I just saw them. Yeah, they look good. 6pshirts.com. LFS 6P Army. Come on, let's go. Uh, Rick Emirati's got sports. The Dallas game, I assume you're still um, – is it still 0-0? Still 0-0. Five minutes to go in the first quarter. Dallas has the ball on their own 22. So just a little back and forth. A lot of defense okay. tonight. What else is going on in sports? Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs over the Buffalo Bills earlier tonight, 26-17. to I know Brian Stamatz has got to be happy. Um, Pat Mahomes was 21-26 for 225 yards and two touchdowns. But let's move over to PGA, PGA Golf. Jason Kokrak won the CJ Cup yesterday after a long 10 – Actually, 10 years he's been on the tour, and he's never won. And he did. He pulled it out yesterday. He shot a 64 for a four-day total of 268, which was 20 under par. Okay. And Xander Schofel uh, finished second, just two strokes behind. Let, uh, me, uh, let me just tease the sports audience while you're doing sports that I'm going to play you here when Rick gets done with his report, an audio recording that you're going to want to hear. Those of you who love this country, love our military, um, you're going to want to listen to this. Jack Buck, not Jack Buck, um, Joe Buck. Joe Buck, yep. his son. His son. And uh, Troy Aikman. This is unbelievable. And, and Aikman's very revealing of what he thinks of the Democratic ticket. Now, you'll hear that as well. Um, oh, all right, what else in sports, oh, Rick? Okay, play it. <laughs> I'm right. going haywire over yeah. here. A uh, li- li- little breaking Heads news in NASCAR earlier this evening. Uh, sorry, Paul. Uh, Kyle Larson cleared to return to, to 2021 NASCAR action after suspension for la- racial slur. As you may recall, back in April, he was suspended for using the N-word while playing an online racing game in which viewers could follow along. He was dropped by his sponsors and fired by Chip Ganassi Racing. He was reinstated earlier today. Larson, who is half Japanese, uh, said he's gone through an extensive amount of, you know, anti-racial uh, programs to really get himself, you know, back okay. in the right. So that's going to happen. Up and then also we have Joey Logano won the NASCAR Cup Series at Kansas yesterday. Uh, Joey uh, held off. Joey Kevin. Logano won. Yeah, Joey Logano won. Held off Kevin Harvick, and uh, he's going to be in the uh, NASCAR Cup Finals in Phoenix uh, coming up next week. So okay. looking good there. And, All right. So uh, let me, let me just jump in here, yeah. Rick. So Fox broadcasters, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I guess don't seem to be huge fans of military pregame flyovers at the uh, NFL games. And of course, Mr. Buck and Aikman didn't know they were being recorded or that their mic was live. But um, here's what happened pregame while the military was doing their flyover in the game that they were about to call. Roll it, G. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. Wow. So that stuff ain't happening with the Kamala Biden ticket, partner. That's your tax dollars at work. That's a lot of jet fuel we're using up. Right, but during the Obama administration, they were flying over everywhere always, right? So that that's not going to happen again? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So 
while um, this article says flyovers are fairly expensive military officials say they treat them as part of pilot training and the costs are drawn down from the training budgets um they asked they got a quote from i guess the um i don't know if it was the air force or somebody in the military says the cost of flyovers are deducted from the training budget of the branch that takes part and the time involved does count towards the pilot's training however limited and simple the flyby may be Past flybys have actually been criticized as a waste of money, especially after the 2011 Super Bowl in Dallas when jets flew low over the stadium's closed roof. Uh, NFL fans were pretty shocked to hear this hot mic moment. And there's just a bunch of um, people on Twitter, but just another pair of... um, as as if Joe Buck wasn't like unlikable enough. <laughs> unlikable right. enough. Yeah. He is just yeah. such a tool sack. But but Aikman with the Kamala Harris by uh, Harris Biden ticket. I couldn't believe that. Not, not not on that ticket, partner. I mean, this just in: Aikman's house in Texas, down in Dallas, for ten million dollars. His ranch up for sale. I can't believe he's even from Texas. Really unbelievable. Let's hear that one more time, G. So oh. this is what your two and your on. two D, lead. D, this is what I was begging for to hear this. I want to throw up right now. I like Aikman. Here's I your, like Aikman too. I'm a Dallas fan. Here's your, two, here's your two lead NFL. They're definitely the two biggest broadcasters other than, than Romo and um, hello, friends. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Yes, yes him. Um, so here's what they think of your military flyovers. Roll it. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. Stop. Just to do That's a little flyover. Troy Aikman, just to do a little flyover. The jet fuel's more important than the symbolism. Of course, if you've ever been to one of these games or one of these big events like a Super Bowl like I have, I mean, that's a spectacular moment. Pride in the country makes you feel good. I mean, I think we could find probably waste. I mean, these guys are worried about waste in government and all of a sudden, please. (laughs) I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, and this is the one thing they pick? Go ahead, G, finish it. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell okay, you that so right now. That, think about it. That's very, to me, that's very revealing. Yeah, very. Right, because they don't support the military. They don't support the police. They don't, they don't support the country. They don't like the country. They don't think that, um, that we're any better than any other place in the world. Yeah, so it's probably not going to happen. So maybe he's right. And maybe that's the point. In the Kamala Biden ticket, partner. Oh, that was that oh, was, bad. That was cringy, cringy. Bad. And you wonder why NFL is for no fans left. That's why. No fans left. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Get out. Buck All right, any, anything else sucked. in um, anything else in sports, Rick? Well, we definitely want to talk about a little college football, not to be confused with National Football League. These young men are out there playing. And uh, big win for Bama. Roll Tide. Unbelievable. 41-24 to 24 over the Georgia Bulldogs. I tuned in, watched that whole game. I expected a real barn burner. And what did I get? A blowout. Well, well they really took it away in the second half. 24-20 at half. Yeah, Bama in the second half, though, they took it away. They walked away. Right, they held them scoreless in the second half. But yeah, they were I mean, down 24-20 run- at the half. 
Yeah, running back Najee Harris had 152 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Mac Jones had 417 yards and four touchdowns. And let's talk a little bit about Trevor Lawrence, that young man. 404 yards and five touchdowns in the first half of a 73-7 blowout for Clemson over Georgia Tech. Now, I know Georgia Tech is nothing to talk about, and Clemson is number one all world, but wow, that's some, some numbers for that, that young man, that Heisman, future Heisman winner, and Clemson. probably future Jet, the way they're going. <laughs> Clemson was laying 28 in that game, and I looked at it and thought, oh, that's a lot of points <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of points big d 73 to 7 okay yeah, yeah. I, I saw somebody tweet uh something to the effect and it's still not good enough trevor we need a little bit more out of you <laughs> yeah all right, Rick, what else? All right, Big D. And uh, I got the uh, PBR Professional Bull Riders. Uh, just a couple of things, but I want to talk about Joao Ricardo Vieira. He well, took better. the lead. He won the whole entire leaderboard with a 264.5 aggregate. He was just unbelievable riding Sky Harbor. He had a 91 score, total score. The bull had 44 and a quarter, but the total aggregate score was 91. So he's the number two ranked bull rider in the world from Brazil. Okay. Great stuff. All right. Thanks, Rick. Rick will have more sports. Paul will do some news coming up. Hour two. I've got a crazy town. We'll listen to the Claremont University president. Lots to do. Glad you're in. Live from Studio 6B. Hour two is coming up. from Studio 6B on a Monday night just getting a week started. Glad you're in Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago, Channel 113 Glad you're in as well. If you're on social media Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, glad you're in. Lots to do still in hour two. I've got a good crazy town coming up. Uh, We've got the Claremont Institute uh, president. I played you the first half of why Trump is the right guy at the right time. It's a oh, great speech. Great. I got part two for you coming up as we're 15, 16, whatever it is here, 15 days out. And what kind of country do you want to live in? That's what it comes down to. Do you want to live in Troy Aikman's America where we don't give a damn about the military or the police or any of that stuff? Or do you want to live in Donald Trump's America where we support the police? We support the national anthem. We stand for the national anthem. We go to church on Sunday. We see a police officer. We want to go over and shake their hand. We hear the national anthem. We get chills up our spine. Which one? That's what this is, election is about. And we're, whatever it is here, fifth, two, two weeks from tomorrow. But we've yeah. seen what they've done. They've run the Mao playbook. They've run the Lenin uh, you know, playbook. And don't think they're going to stop. When they get going, they're going to keep going. They're going to take down every bit of history. They're going to take down everything that's great about our nation, everything that we love about our nationalism. And that's not a bad word that they've redefined. It is, uh, it is really liberty or tyranny. Yeah. And Chris yeah. Coons is out. Senator Coons is out saying, well, we may need to add. Now he's not hiding. They're not hiding it, folks. Not hiding it. Pack the Supreme Court. Um, add more states so they can add more senators. Get rid of the filibuster so they can hold it. They, they're thinking if we can get all three branches, we lose the filibuster. We ram through every 
socialist, Marxist policy we've ever thought of will blur the line between citizen and non-citizen, will open up the borders, everyone will come here. This is why it's amazing that I hear the president is down with seniors. <laughs> People who, who have seen the best of the country, who have lived through ups and downs of the country, seen the best of the country, are now to the Lies. age where they want to look, they're on, on met. What do you think Joe Biden's going to do to Medicaid and Medicare when he gets in and all of a sudden, there's 50 to 100 million illegal immigrants who come in, and he's going to give them free health care. What do you lies. think that does to the system? Lies, more lies, lies. It's all about all the seniors that they have, all, the, they, 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 all these orderlies and aides. They steal and harvest all the ballots from the senior homes, and they're just going to they're, – they're setting us up. Oh. It's a lie. There's no way. Every old person is still – the patriots. They remember America when it was free. Well, you would think that's why it's stunning to see white suburban – um, college-educated women. Oh, we don't like the way he tweets. Really? Do you like single-family zoning? Let me ask you that. Yeah. Do you want um, high-rises next to your house? Do you not want to be able to buy a single-family house? Because I thought that was the American dream. Better yet, do you want safety and security? Or do you want to just get rid of the cops? And Well, maybe somebody will show up in a couple days and, and you know ask you some questions to see how your feelings right. are. Well, I don't like the way um, he tweets. After somebody kicks your door in and punches you in the face and takes all your stuff, then what? He's oh, mi- that's not going to happen. Yeah, okay, right. Just ask the people of Portland, Seattle, Chicago, uh, Minneapolis. Ask them, ask them to see what's going on there. You don't hear about it much now in the media, right? They're not showing those pictures anymore because they can't afford to. Like, like we heard, what, about three or four weeks ago? They noticed that, hey, this isn't polling well. So guess what? They start drawing that stuff off of TV because, well, you know, those are Biden supporters. Yes, those are Biden voters. If you if you tune in and you see those pictures, those are the people who are voting for Biden. If that's one of you, you're the problem. All right, let's do some news here with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, America's favorite... Um Fake doctor Bill Gates, co-founder of Microsoft, said the coronavirus pandemic demonstrates that simply shutting down the U.S. economy won't bring about net zero carbon emissions to fight climate change. Gates said the emissions and reductions of the pandemic were quite modest, despite the drastic drop in air travel and car travel. Um, Gates said during the national annual meeting uh, of the Academy of Medicine. In fact, gee, I think we have the quote in cut five. Wait. Can I get well, to say it? Yeah, Roll the no, cheese? he's playing it while you're doing the story because there's, there's no sound on there's it. There's no just, sound? Yeah. Well, he said, uh, his exact words were, simply shutting down is not going to get to our goal. Just as we need a breakthrough in innovation for COVID-19, we also need to get rid of emissions from all the different uh, sectors and bring down climate change. Um, this crosses many areas, how we make electricity, how we make industrial products, grow food, Cool our buildings and all of our transportation. Mm, how we make energy. I wonder if Bill Gates would like to read the 110-page manifesto, given that we're energy independent right now. We don't have to rely on anybody. And Joe Biden's 110-page manifesto with Bernie Sanders is basically going to attack that and destroy it. So I wonder if he's interested in that. This guy was interested in complete control. Well, we know that. But it's, just, it's, it's hilarious that they're going to talk about energy. We've never been in a better position with our energy than we are now. And Biden directly goes after it, ruins it, as a matter of fact. But not enough people have read it. I've posted it. Maybe I need to repost it. Yeah, repost keep hammering it. on it. Read the unity plan between Biden and, and you tell me what's going to happen to our energy.
Bill Gates. Go back to reimagining schools. You didn't do that very well either. His relationship with Monsanto, what he's done to the country of India, what he, he's just everything he touches is just from pure evil and greed. All right, what else? So, um, as the race for the White House reaches its home stretch, President Trump continues to lead opponent Joe Biden in small donor fundraising, while Biden leads among big donors. So, you know, corporate America. Trump raised $252 million among small donors compared to Biden's 203 according to the latest data from the Center uh, for Responsive Politics. Contributions from small donors, those giving 200 or less, a telling but imperfect metric in presidential campaigns, serving as a rough proxy for enthusiasm amongst the base. The correlation applies in this case as Trump's lead in small donations aligns with polls showing Trump's voters are more enthusiastic about the candidate than Biden uh, voters are about theirs. And uh, Americans who donate are more likely to uh, vote. Steve Cortez was on with Kerry Sheffield. And he was asked about this, or he was talking about this fundraising, Cut 8G. And um, here's what he said about it. Roll it. Of course, big money interests are lining up behind uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that's not surprising to me that the CEOs of multinational corporations who like terrible trade deals, uh, that the titans of Wall Street hedge funds, Hollywood elites, Mike Bloomberg, all of these big money interests are behind Joe Biden because he represents corporatist globalism. We, on the other hand, uh, are a movement of workers and we are a party of American workers. And I know you did excellent work at Just the News to uncover, by the way, how well we are doing as a campaign in fundraising among small donors. We are vastly out fundraising the Democrats and Joe Biden when it comes to small donors. Uh, Here's the great news. Those small donors, their vote counts just the same as Mike Bloomberg's. If they sent $10 to the Trump campaign, their vote is equal to Mike Bloomberg's, even though he's giving $100 million to the Biden campaign. We are noticing, and we've been tracking on our website on justthenews.com, about how there is momentum among Latino voters in the direction of Trump. Do you think some of it is because a lot of uh, Latinos, whether they're immigrants or they're from a family with immigrants who are coming from a country where socialism was tried, um, that they're seeing some perhaps some echoes as Biden has had so much pressure to be pulled to the left. Right. Oh, listen, absolutely. And, and certainly that's what the uh, the speaker you're talking about, Maximo Alvarez, uh, he's an incredible and inspiring American. The RNC, by the way, highlighted a lot of people like him, people who are not politicians, people who weren't even very widely known, but have incredible stories to tell. And and he certainly did. And now he is pretty widely known because of his, his inspiring message. But uh, to address your question directly, yes, absolutely. Uh, Hispanics in Florida and elsewhere, but particularly in Florida, because so many Hispanics there are of Venezuelan or Cuban descent. Uh, they are hyper aware and hypersensitive to the dangers and deprivations of socialism. And I think this is such an important point. Uh, We Hispanic Americans fled Latin America largely because of the corruption, the violence, the lack of opportunity of largely socialist countries there. And we do not want to come here. My own father fits this uh, category as well. We did not come here to replicate the mistakes and failures of Latin America. Yeah. It's a great point on yeah. both things. You know, you look at the fundraising like that, like he's talking about small donors, they're outpacing. Um, you look at voter registration is one of the big things. You look at the numbers in Pennsylvania and some of the deficits that the Republicans used to have and how different they are now. You know, we keep hearing about this ground game. I know the yeah. media keeps telling us Biden's up by 87 points nationally, but we keep <laughs> hearing about this ground game. We keep seeing the crowd. You know, we, we still have the, you know, our eyes tell us a different story than the media is telling us. 
in places like New York. Do you have that California clip when Trump arrives in California? Gee, I have it uh, 12. Put this up. Look at this. This is in California. Now, I've told you about the fact that this show, live from Studio 6B, most nights, most months, most quarters, when we look at the numbers, the number one viewing area of this show is from California, which you would think is the most liberal. Look at this. Wow. As he arrives in um, California on Saturday. You won't even get 10 feet of of that type of response for a Biden uh, approach. If Biden was in the car, nobody would be out. Yeah, there'd be Trump people heckling him. They wow. wouldn't look. I mean, twice. look at this on roof. I mean, look how long this goes. It goes forever. Both sides of the. Yeah. I mean, this is in Cal, This is in the bluest of blue parts of California, which wow. every part's blue for the most part. Look at this around the wow. corner. Man, look at this. That's insane. <laughs> it just, just goes one side. <laughs> and I posted other. Um, it was one on Long Island yesterday. Ninety-six hundred cars on the wow. South Shore of Long Island. Ninety-six hundred cars. Not from only Seaford that, to they, Montauk. They had a uh, they had a group come through my my town. It, it, well over an hour or so it took for these cars to get through the village. The, pres- the president went to Arizona today. Uh, Fifteen G. This is from Air Force One's window as he's flying into Arizona. Now, just look at this. Look at this crowd. Holy moly. And then oh, look at wow. the overflow crowd right there. Play that again. This is the crowd as he flies into his first rally today in Arizona. <laughs> you kidding that, me? That, and then all, the overflow that, crowd is over there. With all that red, it looked like an Alabama game. Yep. <laughs> Red wave. <laughs> so there is, so again, there is this. How how can he be up eighty seven points nationally when we all see Kamala Harris went to Florida today? There was six people there, and I am not joking. There was six people in this whatever she was talking in, and they didn't get kicked out of the restaurant they went into. No, <laughs> remember the restaurant they went to the, with the Venezuelan owner was like, I don't want you here. No, that happened like uh, three weeks ago. He she went to um. You know, I guess it was a Venezuelan restaurant, and the owner was like, you're not welcome here. Oh, so she went there to pander. <laughs> she went there to pander, and the well, I don't know owner was like, I, the owner's exact words were, I come from a communist country. I escaped it. I don't want you here. <laughs> Very good. Well, if that happened Venezuela. to him, we'd be screaming about it, so I don't know how we like it reversed. But either way, so. Um, but, I, you know, when you look at these voter registration numbers in some of these states— you just, you know, I know the Democrats have the advantage on this mail-in. They say they're going to mail in more. But the day, November 3rd, that's why it's so important. It's, it's more than just you going to vote. You need to bring 5, 10 people with you. Yeah. You need to make sure anybody you know, it gets, nobody should say, well, it's not going to really matter. It absolutely matters. Every race matters. Every vote matters. Every single down-the-line vote matters for every candidate. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. 
I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B. Welcome back in. 17 past the hour on a Monday night. Real America's Voice. I got a crazy town here. Now, this is the um, kind of video that Crazy Town was really designed around when I saw things that just made me go, "Ah, this is Crazy Town. And, uh, of course, Joe Biden is kind of taking Crazy Town hostage. (laughs) Joe Biden is taking it hostage because, well, he's a dumbass. So He put a lid on it. (laughs) So this is more of what Crazy Town was meant to be here. Gee, if we have that, fire it up. Listen up. We are reaching a moment on our planet in which the crisis that is upon us may no longer be one that we will be able to successfully fight back against. The climate crisis is here, and no, it is not, the science around this is not controversial. No, not at all. The science is clear. In fact, you know what scares me to death? Is every time we get more data and reanalyze the data, what we discover is the problem's even worse than we thought. We have even less time than we thought. And so what has Donald Trump done for four years? He not only hasn't made things better, he has actively made them worse. He withdrew us from the the Paris Climate Accord. He's put a coal lobbyist in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency. What could possibly go wrong? He has opened up for offshore drilling. And he has said yes to the oil companies. They can drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Preserve. Donald Trump threatens the existence of human life of all humans on this planet. And on November 3rd, we will hold Donald Trump accountable. Oh, sure you will. Hug a tree today. Yeah. Hug a tree. An existential threat to human life. That's Donald Trump. Yes. Play <laughs> 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 uh, that again. He's no, just the last line. I can't bear he through the whole thing again. Oh my pot. god, that last line. <laughs> what is with oh the heavy breathing? Like she just left Jeffrey Tubin's house or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. What's the what's with the heavy breathing and everything? Like, toy, well, like she's the, wearing a mask. Dramatic. She can't really breathe. Yeah. But listen, you know her ancestors have uh, lived off the land. Right. (laughs) Do you have the last part of that, G? Did you cue that up there? Yeah, try it. Ah, Go ahead. In the Arctic National Wildlife Preserve, Donald Trump threatens the existence of human life, of all life on this planet. If he's that that powerful, we got to vote for him. All life. <laughs> Joe, Joe has you all killed because of gun violence and COVID and everything else. But Donald Trump threatens the entire life of every place there is, according to Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> 100 million billion trillion. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some more news here with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Okay, well, the director. Your life is in big trouble because yeah. of Donald Trump. 
Man, I just, uh, can I get an oxygen tank over here? Because I think the air is thin. Uh, Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe on Monday uh, said that Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, despite claims from the House Intelligence. Boy, what an oxymoron that is. The House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff. Uh, So uh, we have that clip, I believe, and uh, this was a response to the New York Post published emails that appear to hold uh, show Biden in... uh, 2015 set of meetings between you know Ukraine yeah. energy company and the great John and, Solomon and, uh, the big guy the great John Solomon broke it down here fire that up G roll it all right it was back in April of 2019 when I first began reporting on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the international business deals that the son of the vice president was scoring in uh, Ukraine in China in Russia and in Kazakhstan a lot has happened since that time we've had an impeachment uh, but The last two weeks have brought this issue back to the forefront with the discovery of a hard drive by presidential attorney Rudy Giuliani that was then published by the New York Post. Uh, The information on those emails, if they can be authenticated, may add to the public's extraordinary knowledge about what the Biden family was up to. Two big developments have occurred in the last 48 hours. First, Senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley have asked the FBI to confirm whether the emails on that hard drive that was turned over to the FBI have been authenticated. That's an important development if we can learn that information. Secondly, the claim that this hard drive might be part of a Russian disinformation campaign, well, that was struck down this morning by Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe. That means this is not a Russian dirty trick. Absolutely. So what also has come out today, um, this is from, well, let me tell you it's from, Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, Ted Budd, Jeff Duncan, Jody Heiss, Mark Green, Debbie Lesko, Louie Gomer, Ted uh, Yoho, Andy Harris, and Steve King, all members of Congress, and they write the following. Dear Attorney General Barr, Last week, reports surfaced about an uncovered hard drive and laptop purportedly belonging to Hunter Biden. Emails allegedly on the hard drive have indicated that Hunter Biden may have helped to orchestrate a payout to his father, former Vice President Joe Biden, from his dealings with the Chinese Energy Corporation, and that he may have been compromised or may have compromised the integrity of his father's role as vice president of the United States and his business dealings in Ukraine. These alleged uh, revelations raise serious issues about former Vice President Joe Biden's reported participation with his son's business dealings, specifically whether the former Vice President, number one, received foreign monies during his tenure in the Obama administration, and number two, if former Vice President Biden allowed his son to peddle access to his father with foreign business entities. Americans deserve public officials who take great care to protect the integrity of their offices. Our constituents place great trust in their leaders at every level of government to conduct the people's business with the utmost honesty, transparency, and accountability. If these reports about former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter are true, the former Vice President fell far short of his responsibility to uphold his constitutional oath and betrayed the sacred trust of the American people. It is imperative that the American people receive answers and a full accounting of former Vice President Biden's dealings with his son and his son's business partners. And if the former Vice President misused his office for personal gain, we request 
that the Department of Justice immediately appoint an independent, unbiased special counsel to investigate the issues that we have raised, as well as any other corresponding legal or ethical issues that might be uncovered from the former vice president's 47 years in public office. We ask for a response to our request by Friday, October 23rd at 5 p.m. Again, signed Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, and the other Congress members that I've uh, read you. So that, I believe, broke today. That letter went out today as well, uh, formally asking the DOJ to appoint a special prosecutor. So that uh, that is news as well. So Yeah, that would, that would be great. They, they need to do something. This, there's got to be someone bipartisan, and it's got to be completely just invest- and open up everything. Open it all up for everyone to see because – the divide in this country is 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 as bad as I. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, but you know what? It's not going to mm. matter. People have already staked their claim, Paul. You're right, Bob. I mean, I mean, you, I think you said it a couple of weeks ago. It's a lot easier to fool people than than to convince them that they've been pulled, fooled because yeah. they don't want to know that they look like idiots that they they believe something that's fake. Yeah, that's an old Mark Twain yeah. quote. And it's sad because people are actually, they'll just wave it off like a fly. I don't care if it's real. I don't care if it's a fact. I, 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 I want to believe this. CNN told me. All right. The chairman of the Claremont Institute, part two of his spectacular speech on why we need to vote and reelect Donald Trump coming up in three minutes. If you're on social media, stay with us live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Monday night. We're just normal people talking about the issues, the way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. The ever-growing live from Studio 6B audience here. We thank you for joining us, as you do each and every night, 8 to 10, right here on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, the great Pluto TV. Man, it's so good, Pluto TV. Their interface is just awesome. Um, 240, Comcast in Chicago, 113. Of course, all your apps the America's Voice app, americasvoice.news online, all places you could see us. Uh, so before we get to the Claremont, uh, did you guys see Ava Perone this weekend? On, I think it was Meet the Press with the 8645 behind her. Paul Nolan, did you see that? Nope. You didn't? No, I did. I saw it, and I, uh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a big F you to President Trump. I think that's her way of saying, you know, giving her the old, uh, you know, the shtup. Yeah, I, I think it was an insult. <laughs> Is that what it's called? That's a good description of what happened, Paul. I, I think it's a big... <laughs> what is it say? I can't that, curse That'll him. go great for the people who listen yeah. on the podcast and be like, hey, what, what does that look like? <laughs> well, I, there's a lot of hand gestures. I can get us in yeah. trouble. I don't yes. want to hurt you on the network yeah. yet, Dave. Well, I mean, it's just she's unbelievable. 86-45, you think it's just a coincidence? Yeah. Nope. No. No, no, I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think she placed it there. I don't think she had it like made up. 
you know, I don't know where. What would she have that for? What would that be if it wasn't exactly? It it can only be one thing. And did you notice the uh, the, uh, one of her? I think it was her campaign person's like pointed it out almost, saying, "Oh, by the way, nice plant," because right underneath the plant was the eighty six forty five. Didn't she also say something today or the other day about? Well, if you want the if you want me to take off the. if you want me to stop being Ava Perone, don't cry for me, Argentina. If you don't want a ruling over her own country there, that you got to vote for Biden. And if you do, then she'll take the lockdowns down or something. She's extorting her constituents. Yeah. Oh, as long goodness. as you're not her, only her husband can get around. Uh, what a, she's the worst. God. All right, let's listen to this Claremont speech because this is serious business here and why we need to reelect the president. I played part one for you on Friday and everybody loved it. And of course, now this video has gotten hundreds, uh, well, not hundreds of millions, but millions of views. Uh, The president of the Claremont Institute, it's a conservative think tank. Here's part two. Roll it, G. Republicans must make more of political correctness and cancel culture, which, as we have seen so vividly of late, brutally punishes apostates. Who does Twitter think it is censoring an American president? Republicans simply cannot stand for that. And Republicans must explain, as I earlier explained, that the multiculturalists are trying to get us to believe that we are systemically racist so that we will surrender to their policy agenda. This, too, must not be allowed to stand. The American people need to hear what they know in their hearts. They are not racists. Republicans should stand up and say, no, America is not racist, period. If Americans are systemically anything, it is a systemic commitment to freedom and equal rights for all. Perhaps most importantly, Republicans must say over and over that America is incredible, to use President Trump's adjective of choice. They must remind the American people that as a friend of mine is fond of saying, America has brought more freedom and more prosperity to more people than any country in the history of mankind. Most Americans know this, but this too they need to hear from their leaders. In order to make the case that the Democrats are leading a revolution, Republicans must delegitimize Black Lives Matter, the organization, of course, not the sentiment. To BLM and their Democratic enablers Republicans must say, absolutely, black lives matter. They just don't matter to you. You don't care about Mr. Floyd, the black businesses you have destroyed, the blacks who are getting killed because you have forced the police to back off. You are here for destruction, not black lives, not any lives. After delegitimizing black lives matter, The next step for Republicans is to tie BLM's revolutionary agenda around the necks of Democrats. The BLM wing of the Democratic Party has captured the entire party. Run-of-the-mill Democrats may not agree with all of the BLM agenda, but they go along. 
so they might as well agree. Joe Biden is one of the go-along Democrats. So do not expect all Democrats to sing the BLM tune. Even so, most will kneel before them. Listen to Biden. On one occasion, Biden said, let's be clear, transgender equality is the civil rights issue of our time. A year ago, Biden may not have even known what transgenderism is. He does not seem to know it, but he has been radicalized. Biden now regularly talks about systemic racism. On one occasion, Biden said, though without evidence, there is absolutely systemic racism in law enforcement. But it's not just law enforcement, he continued, it's across the board. It's in housing, it's in education, it's in everything we do. He is wrong on every count. But if indeed he believes that racism is in everything we do, that it is systemic, then he believes, whether he admits it or not, that the system must be overturned. Biden does not realize it, but he is calling for the overthrow of the American way of life. I presume that is not his intent, but when the words he is reading off his BLM teleprompter get translated into policy, that will be the consequence, the destruction of the American way of life. Biden demurs. There is nothing to fear from Biden, says Biden. Do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? No, he does not. But what he does look like is a sap. Republicans must make it clear that these are the Biden riots. This brings me to my last point, Trump. I know President Trump has many faults. I myself sometimes cringe listening to him. Sometimes he is his own worst enemy. He is a braggart, often misinformed, petty, sometimes even vengeful, and more. And yet, we are very lucky to have him. I am almost prepared to say that having him is providential. How else to explain that we find ourselves with this most unusual, most unpresidential man who has just the attributes most needed for this moment? At any other time, he might well have been a bad president. But in these times, these revolutionary times, he is the best president we could have had. He has the indispensable attribute of a leader, courage. As a leader must, he goes where others are afraid to go. And he has common sense, which means he generally wants to go to the right place. Above all else, and above anyone else, Trump is committed to America. He is unreservedly, unquestionably pro-America. He feels no guilt for America's past. 
He makes no apologies. He concedes nothing. These may not always be the attributes one wants in a president, but in this day of woke guilt, they are the most essential things. And Trump has unlimited confidence in America. In this time of national doubt, this too is just what the doctor ordered. He thinks our culture is incredible, and that's the way he wants to keep it. Trump not only thinks America is incredible, he knows we are in a fight for our lives. And despite what one hears ad nauseum from the Democrats, Trump is perhaps among the least race racist presidents we have ever had. Trump is not defending the white way of life, he is defending the American way of life, a colorblind way of life which is open to anyone willing to embrace it. If we want to save our country, then we should support him, unequivocally. I am. I think this election is that important, and I think Trump is that good. I hope you agree. Remember, Trump versus Biden is the choice between a man who believes America is good and a man who is controlled by a movement which believes America is bad. Thank you very much. Well, I'll tell you, if I could play that every day, I would play it. I'm going to play it on November 2nd, the day before the election, because that is what this election is all about. You want to live in a country under somebody who thinks the country's good or someone who doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that is it. It's what we've been talking about in this show for months, and he just encapsulates it perfectly. You should tweet it out to everybody as well so they can get it. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a standalone share. Put it on the excellent. Facebook page so people can share it to their friends. Yep. I, mean, I mean, like Great you message. said, that's what this is all about. And he made a great point. He's like, you know, for for all his warts, he's the exact person we need right now. Yep, because this is this is insanity. Yeah. A Mitt Romney or or a George W. Bush w would would be like a deer in headlights. They'd be glazed over. Oh, they'd be in on it. Well, that too. <laughs> Deep state. I mean, yeah. it really is. Um, it could not be a clearer distinction between the two men and their visions for the country and their visions of the country. And what they think. Well, Joe Biden thinks what they tell him to think, and his vision is what they told him to, to, it's going to be. Well, that's, that's a big part of it, yeah. Right. That's a big part of it. You keep seeing these interviews of all these people, AOC plus three and all of them. Well, we can push them left. We can push them left. We can push them. Do you want to see <laughs> Bernie Sanders as the... Um, I mean, just could you just imagine... Oh. The cabinet, what it would look like. It would look, they, they would look like they all jumped out of a, the back of a Honda. You rope them off and charge admission. Dun, 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 dun. Here yeah, comes like, the Joe Biden cabinet. It's like the clown car empty. Exactly. Yeah. Joe Brennan, uh, you know, Brennan's back, Clapper's back, the whole gang. Obama and M Michelle, yay. All right, more to do. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in. Great audience tonight. Keep it going.
The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's voice. All right, live from Studio <laughs> 6B. <laughs> Uh, Hillary Hoffman as the line of the night, I think. We, we got to talk about this. Jeffrey Tubin. He's a jerk. Blank. <laughs> hey, what do you think? Is Jeffrey Tubin's favorite sporting goods store dicks? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought Jeffrey Tubin was cocky on air, man. Oof. Sheesh. Who do you right, think, who do you think his favorite little rascal was? <laughs> Alfalfa or Spanky? Oh, God. All right, let's do sports here with uh, Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? Okay, well, today here is my NFL report that well, I did earlier. I'm what's gonna, the score of the big game? Go. Yeah, that's, that's out of here. Yeah, how, the, the, how the Cowboys do? Well, we're going to forget about football right now, but Dallas is losing 21-7 to at the half. 21-3, oh, to three, excuse me. 21-3. to three. They hit a field goal right at the half. God. So that's that. So let's well, talk about momentum. Let's talk about some real Cowboys, guys. PRCA, Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, Professional Rodeos. Here we go. Heart of Texas Rodeo, all finals on bareback. The winner was Jacob Brown. He had a 169.5 aggregate score. On bull riding, Tristan Mize riding Desperate Man, 86.5. Another <laughs> Joe Biden horse. That's a lot of Joe Biden horses. A lot of Biden horses here, no Desperate doubt about Man it. could be in Joe Biden's stable, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tie down roping, Big D. Isaac Fontenot came in at 7.6. Six seconds. That was four thousand eight hundred ninety dollars. Uh, then we're going to go to Denton, Texas, North Texas State Fair and Rodeo Barrel Racing. Well, Eliska Glass, seventeen point thirteen seconds, one fourteen seventy nine on the barrel. Um, steer Wrestling, Tiger Ravenscroft, three point eight seconds. That's what Jeffrey um, Tubin was doing. Nine hundred bucks. <laughs> and um, <laughs> let's go over to the Arcadia Fall Rodeo. That's in Florida. Uh, Logan Patterson riding Jungle Cat. Uh, 83 and a half, and uh, Cody Miller in the steer wrestling at 3.6 seconds. So, good rodeo weekend. Couple other rodeos, but can't get to them all. Uh, UFC, Brian Ortega dominated Chang Sung Jung in first UFC fight since 2018 by a unanimous shutout score, 50 to 45 blowout. Um, and last night, uh, actually Saturday night, Tefimo Lopez became the undisputed lightweight champion of the world by dethroning Vasilya Lomachenko over 12 tense rounds. Um, he won 116, 112, 119, 109, and 117-111 to become the youngest in boxing history lightweight four-belt champion since 1988 when the WBO entered into the uh, alphabets of belts. But he's the first uh, lightweight um, at the uh, 23 years old to do that. I believe there's some controversy with that fight. If I remember, if I uh, read one of the one of the scores was very suspect. The one nineteen one oh nine. That was uh, we don't know what fight she was watching. I find it hard to believe that Lomachenko lost. I've seen him fight. I mean, I I didn't think he'd ever lose. He's a tough. I kid. have to go watch that fight. Tough kid. And Big D, I know you're going to want to tune into this. Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson are going to be taking on Steph Curry and Peyton Manning in a charity golf match that'll take place on November 27th at Stone whoa, whoa, Canyon Golf Club. Who's going to be Club partnered with Barkley? <laughs> yeah, Barkley. He's a big hack. I you talk about a hack. The- if I could, if I could get a word in here, I said, "Who's going to be partnered with Barkley?" So Barkley's going to be Mickelson. with Phil Mickelson, and uh, Steph Curry's going to be with Peyton Manning. Well, that's not fair. I mean, they, how many strokes is Barkley and Mickelson getting from them? 
<laughs> I mean, Barkley's horrendous. He's terrible. He is terrible. Uh, that's going to take place on TNT right after Thanksgiving, so we'll we'll have to tune in for that match. But yeah, I don't see Barkley having any chance of helping Phil out. Um, and uh, we got a World Series kicking up, pitching out tomorrow night. Big D, uh, the Tampa Rays and Los Angeles Dodgers, the two best teams in baseball, ironically, are going to be meeting in the uh, World Series uh, game one tomorrow night at eight oh nine p.m. So I guess the folks on the West Coast are going to be real excited. And I don't know what they're drinking in Tampa, but they're having a pretty good year with the Rays now in the World Series. Right. And also, Rick, who are you picking in the World Series? I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I'm going uh, with Los Angeles. Rick Delgado, who are you picking? Uh, no one. I don't care. Okay. Paul Nolan, who are you picking? I don't watch baseball anymore. All right. Me neither. G or friend, are you picking anybody in the World Series? No. All right, Rick, you win this bet. You're going to win this <laughs> by on the show. Congratulations before Thanks we even start. All right. I'll throw right. my hat in the ring. What do you have? I got the Dodgers. I got, I got the Rays. Okay. Okay, good. Head to head. There we go. Head to head. Loser has to go to Jeffrey Tubin's Thanksgiving. Oh, no. All right. Oh, great. <laughs> Safety, that's a rapid sports. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, uh, I hear Jeffrey that? Tubin loves the Yankees. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, what's the story on the coronavirus thing? Uh, so the uh, White House uh, Monday sounded an optimistic message about agreeing to a deal with congressional Democrats on uh, coronavirus relief money, the possibility of payment getting into the hands of the Americans before the election is quickly becoming more unlikely. So we have a, a cut 7G. Roll that clip. Well, obviously, there's more than just the White House that's negotiating. The 48-hour deadline uh, is, uh, is certainly welcomed by us. Uh, we, we thought that there should have been a 48-day uh, deadline uh, 48 days ago, and, and it's been really the speaker that continues to be very uh, uh, rigid in her negotiation. You know, it's her way or, or the highway. It's all or nothing. Uh, the American people don't understand that. Many of her Democrat colleagues don't understand that. And uh, uh, and I can tell you the president has asked us to engage. If she's willing to, to work uh, in terms of some of the uh, uh, extreme uh, policy initiatives that she's put forth and, and uh, work on those issues, I think the secretary uh, and I have, have had a number of very fruitful discussions over the last uh, several days uh, that give us a hope that uh, it, you know, we might be able to reach some kind of an agreement in the next 48 hours. Uh, the Senate Republicans have been been very vocal in terms of uh, their lack of support of a number that is uh, even close to what the president has already supported at the $1.88 trillion uh, range. Uh, I, I can tell you this, that there are some in the Senate that would support it, whether there's enough votes to get to the 60-vote threshold. Uh, uh, that's up to Leader McConnell. He, uh, he has agreed that he's willing to go ahead and put forth uh, uh, the bill if we have a bipartisan agreement. Uh, on the bill. He'll bring it to the floor and actually have a vote. Uh, and, and yet it's too early to tell. So there's uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows on the coronavirus relief with um, crackpot Pelosi. And um, it doesn't seem like they're any closer. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just, I find it stunning that she's playing blackmail here with people's yep. lives who need the help and uh, no one seems to care. Yeah. Well, the pork she's ramming in there. And she's going on, um, well, she can't even take serious questions from Wolf Blitzer. She got us all out of shape. And I saw she was out there on the Sunday shows getting easier questions. Not like, what what, what kind of, what flavor did you get? <laughs> not, not that easy. Like Joe Biden got this weekend. But um, 
So we'll see what happens overnight here as we wrap the show. We'll see what, if anything else drops. I heard Rudy Giuliani on a couple things here just to end the show where we started with Hunter Biden in the laptop. Rudy says there's more to come. There's also good news. Federal appeals court dealt uh, Ghislaine Maxwell a couple blows, um, declining the, cons- uh, cons- the, the appeals of numerous overlapping cases and striking down her effort to thwart the release of controversial dispositions she gave in the now settled civil suit. So that opens up a treasure trove of information uh, from the civil suit. So that could maybe it all interconnects here. So that means some testimony has to be has to come out, right? Yeah, it looks that way. You know, this is, uh, you know, the, the uh, judge. Uh, Loretta Preska released hundreds of documents from a civil suit in 2015, and it's pretty damning, according to this uh, article we didn't get to. Now, is she still being uh, guarded by Hillary Luigi Clintonoli? <laughs> Clintonoli there? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. yeah. She'd be gone by now. She'd be like yeah. dust. Yeah. So, well, so there's that. I can't keep. I keep thinking about the the tweet by Wayne Allen Root about what was on that computer. Man. I, I don't know. Uh, and you know what? I, I, I looked him up real quick to see if maybe he pulled it down or something. It's still up there. And nobody – you would think Twitter might, may have shut him down for something like that. But That's one hell of an there. accusation to have nothing more than just to say, hey, I have friends in high places who told me this. Oof. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thank you very much. Everybody on the show, thank you. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks to uh, Real America's Voice. Most of all, thanks to you, the live from Studio 6B audience. (laughs) Great audience tonight. How the Cowboys doing, Rick? We'll see. uh, (laughs) Can't forget the wing. We'll (laughs) see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. live on 9 o'clock. We'll see you on social media at 8. We'll see you at 9 o'clock on uh, whatever. 